We're sex positive, but apparently we're not PC. Is that a... I was just doing a voice. What voice do you think that is? You were doing, like, a lazy Mexican voice. That's that's how you heard it. That's not what that (laughs) voice is. That's a stereotype voice. We've had this exact interaction before just flip-flopped. That was just doing a voice. It was not supposed to be a stereotype voice. My apologies to you if you were offended. You can cancel me if you'd like. But as I've said before in the past... Hashtag cancel Tommy. I don't have a Twitter, so I can't be fucking canceled. I'm just going to keep coming back. And as long as you don't commit any crimes or hurt anybody... You don't have to go to prison. It's That's wh- not true. As long as you pay your taxes, you don't break any laws, and you don't have a Twitter, you're unstoppable. Unless a cop shoots me. Or like oh. a crazy... We don't have fans, so all I really have to worry about is cops. No, not really. You're white. Yeah, so I don't even have to worry about cops. I'm yeah. bulletproof, Chris. Welcome to KinkCast. Is, what's this pick <laughs> up to you? Hashtag privilege. <laughs> Yes, I acknowledge privilege. You're not supposed to pretend you don't have it. You acknowledge privilege. That's how you make society better. Yeah, well, and you No, use I think it. you do something about it. You don't just acknowledge you it. You use your privilege to empower others. No, there was the... I talked about this on the show before. There's like the... There was the scale of whiteness that like ranged from white supremacist to white traitor. And I ranked as one step below white traitor, which is one who acknowledges privilege and actively speaks out against it, but takes very little action. But uh, that's just because I'm lazy. Hello. Well, there's a white trade. White trader? Oh. One who tra- is a trader against white people. So he doesn't trade to white people? I don't... Fuck off, Chris. Let's... <laughs> I'm going to abort the entire beginning of this and we're gonna start here. Welcome to KinkCast. It is a podcast about alternative sexual lifestyles, kinks, and fetishes from a psychological and, uh, and uh, entertainment perspective. We're, tr- we're not bullies. We're not one of those podcasts where you just look at porn and say, oh my god, that's horrifying. We've done that a few times. I consider us explorers. We're like, all right, today we're going to wander into this territory of this particular kink, find out what there is, poke around in there. I think of less of an explorer and more of a meanderer. Mm-hmm. Just kind of meander onto a weird section of the internet, mm-hmm. point at some stuff and say, that sure is interesting. I, pref- I, I like to explore. I, I'm envisioning myself in one of those like... Old timey, like Victorian hats with a like big bold mustache and machete, just chopping my way through See, the bush. We have a we have a <laughs> uh, a friend podcast called Trisexuals, and I think of them as explorers because they're they're in the muck. I'm wearing like a sweater vest. They're and just natives. Like, I'm like, no, they're trying things they've never done before. We are just actively passing by, kicking rocks, and kind of looking at like the. Oh, locals. you're the rich guy who pays for the safari, but you're just like hanging out there. I'm not going on the safari. I'm not participating in anything. I'm going on a Pornhub looking at weird porn and then making jokes about it. Whatever your anal allergy is for that. Yeah, I go to the zoo. 
I'm building a zoo of different kinks and fetishes. Welcome to our podcast. I'm your host, Wing Wong, and uh, here are my co-hosts, Devil Jin and Evangelion Gundam. I don't know. Gundam man. style. Yeah. Thank you, Dana. <laughs> the best joke of 2006. But up bumped. 2006. Chris, get off my ass today. So you showed up. You referenced Evangelion, which you pronounced like. <laughs> my mom has never here. seen the word before. I had my ninth concussion at work today. I'm not. Did well. you ever even see Evangelion? Did and you, that's an early '90s property. Did you? Did you fall through another ceiling? No, I oh. was repairing that hole in the ceiling, and the drywall piece that I'd fallen through fell on me and knocked me into a pile of glass. Look, I know your goal is to someday be the Kool Aid Man. mm Hmm. But really, you got to take it down just yeah, a little bit. The Kool-Aid man does not openly advocate just how much drywall can fuck you up. But do you know what the, the Kool-Aid man could classify as? A BBM? <gasps> no, a BHM. A big a BBK? hot man? <laughs> a big, handsome oh, man. Oh, it's handsome. Because men can't be beautiful, Lord knows. I think they can be, but I think that... The term is so gendered, like where it's like you. There's a beautiful, big, beautiful woman, or there's a yeah. Big if you describe man. some a man as beautiful, it kind of brings up the vision of their effeminate. I mean, I, whenever I've had romantic partners, I have almost always called them handsome just to make them upset. Yeah. Why? Why do we? Why do we make those gendered? I have no idea. Because they mean different things. But we need to do our, our formal introduction words. to the show. Yeah. Which, it might be the root words, though. It might be like. They might be gendered in some other language. Well, I mean, if you look at the Latin roots, handsome literally translates as one who is worthy of using their hands <laughs> as a masculine term of mm-hmm. like being handy. And, and what is beautiful? The, the origin there is the Latin word beauty, which means to possess. Wow, you've reached hard for that one. <laughs> to possess feminine features, which is what... Every time I close my eyes, I just see spots. I need to go to the hospital. Stop rubbing your eyes. That's what does that. If you press hard enough on your eye, you can see the outline of your iris. You can also damage your eyes. Yeah, but, you know, I've already damaged my ears and skull. It's about time for the eyes to go. (laughs) Yeah, just just let me go. Let's play an introductory game to be introduced today's topic. Um, I was thinking that we could all go around, introduce ourselves, and then say which queen song... Uh, the BBW uh, topic makes you think of. I was thinking Which Queen song. I was thinking Killer Queen because Killer Queen? BBW is Yes Queen. Oh. I can't think of anything more obvious than that. Doesn't that have like bees in it or something? Yeah, she is guaranteed to blow your mind. Yeah, there's bees in it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that song written by a bisexual man. Stand by that. Well, who was? Well, apparently the, the movie's not allowed to tell you that. Yeah, the movie kind of makes it look like he's only gay. Freddie Mercury was a sex machine. He fucked everything that moved until it killed him. And that actor had horrible prosthetic teeth. <laughs> you mean Robbie Malik? Remy? Robbie. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Do you know how to pronounce it. any proper nouns? <laughs> maybe he's uh, maybe he's injured that Broca or Wernicke's area of his brain that has to deal with fixing speech. Broca sounds like the name of that alligator assassin from Star Wars. I think his name was Bosk. Oh. 
I'm going to go with Princes of the Universe. <laughs> Let's play an actual introductory game. Uh, <laughs> okay. By cool. stating our BBW or BHM crush. I'm glad we're doing this. Because I think I know mine, like, right off the go. Mm-hmm. And mine's going to be season six, Tony Soprano. Ooh. What's wrong with that, Chris? What's the matter? That is a giant he's so man. so greasy. Yeah, he's disgusting, but, like, he's so incredibly just... He looks like he slathered bacon on his head before. He probably <laughs> did. The guy, well, probably not bacon, probably cabagool. Cabagool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, James Gandolfini died like two years after the series. He died the same way Freddie Mercury died, except instead of sex, it was food. From heart attack. James Gandolfini was was bisexual for women and Italian food. (laughs) And it it killed him. Uh, James Gandolfini uh, is the definition of like wearing your weight well. Because even when he is nine billion pounds, because I've been watching tons of Sopranos lately. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I can't decide on an episode, I'll just watch like a Greatest Hits compilation just because mm-hmm. I live and breathe that show. I fucking love The Sopranos more than anything. And you can watch, as in season one, Tony is a like buff guy with a beer gut mm-hmm. to season six when he is an elephant man. I don't think he was ever a buff guy. You look at season one, he's pretty big. I think you're projecting that on him from that one episode where he beats up his new bodyguard. No, that's season like five. He's already really... That's after he's already been uh, injured. I won't say any more than that. Uh, But yeah, season six Tony Soprano is the definition of a BHM, if only because he is not just a handsome man who happens to be huge. He is a handsome man made uh, more handsome by his terrifying size. There's clips of him fucking these, like, 90-pound supermodels, and he's just, like, gonna break their spines. Mm -hmm. If he had a heart attack on that woman, she's not going anywhere. I mean, he could probably slither out. My name, by the way, was... uh, (laughs) I mean, like I said, he is super greasy, so they could probably just shoot out from under him. Don't shame my love of Tony Soprano. He's dead. Well, yeah, he did. And not real. Well, James Gandolfini's real. And uh, and a lot of the other cast is still alive, except for Frank Vincent, who tragically died recently, and he played Phil Leotardo. What are you laughing at, Chris? I'm looking at pictures. Yeah, both of you guys are on your fucking phones. Yeah, well, I have two, actually. Um, and I think that's because, you know, that's just, you know, how I am. But I will say, I had a joke for a long time um, that I, if I had a hall pass, if that was the thing, that I would... Sp- I would forever save my hall pass for CeeLo Green. Really? Yeah. And then he got a tattoo on his scalp. That said, and it's, anus. I don't know. I forget what it says, but it's like a tribal looking kind of tattoo. And then all of a sudden, all of my love and affection for his big Buddha smile just dissipated. So now I have to choose somebody else. And that's, that's kind of challenging for me. Um, I do love Tess Holiday. She's, She's the fantastic. model. Who's yes. Mm-hmm. And so big. is Ashley Graham. And a lot of people um, consider, you know, Ashley Graham as being a BBW, but I'm not really exactly sure how I feel about that because she's really not that, in my opinion, like it to be a, a BBW or a BHM, you have to be like plus, like big time plus size. But I mean, there's going to be an entire like, 
debate and breakdown of what those terms mean. And it's going to, it's going to become the thing that there's no academic measurement, right? You know, there's, there's no professor of sexuality who's going to outline exactly what BBW is. And even if there was, no one's going to come to a consensus on that. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about the dad bot a few weeks ago and you know, those confines were, were, were crazy. Right. Exactly. And that's the thing is one thing when I was researching this, it's really hard to kind of nail down the particulars of a thing. Um, but I think if I had to choose somebody who was um, a BHM, I'm leaning towards... Um, Big Harry Mastiff. Danny DeVito. <laughs> no, um, I'm... <laughs> I would kiss Danny DeVito. I think he's a gorgeous man. You have something about... Ball. Little greaseball men? <laughs> yeah. Giant greaseball men? Yeah, I guess I Gre- do. Greasy little bald Italians. Look, if I ever decided to pitch for the other team and I was going to hook up with a boy, I do, I do not want some 90-pound, like, blonde-haired, shaved-body swimmer. I'm going to want to be physically dominated by some kind of giant, hairy monster. I don't... What, How? Chris? What do you have to say? If Danny DeVito's I... like four foot something. He's, okay, it's the opposite of giant. He it, would doubt. He would still probably dominate. He's got all those umbrellas. And he's, he's a petite, petite man. But he's powerful. Yeah, that's true. He's big and strong. He's got that Devito strength. He's also he is in a loving relationship with Rhea Perlman. They they divorced. They got back together. That's beautiful. Well, James Gandolfini's also dead, and you didn't take that one away from me. I tried to. Yeah, you did. All right. <laughs> Can you pull up pictures of those two models? Who? Who was the second a- person? Amber Frost and... Tess 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 Holliday. She was in the Black Mirror episode. Um, the, her iPhone turned into food. I don't remember. Oh, Jesus, I don't exactly what? remember. <laughs> Is that inappropriate? Is that so wrong? <laughs> There. Uh, Tess Holiday. Yeah, she is definitely by the standards of a BBW. It'd be hard-pressed to find someone who was Well, there are people who think there are limits on BBW, which will come up, I, I suppose, as well. Yeah, also the artist Lizzo, L-I-Z-Z-O. I fucking love her. She actually was just, um, she was actually just the centerfold spread in Playboy this last month, or this month. This month. She was the centerfold. Really? Yeah, and she's... She is, like, super fabulous. She's got a song, a couple, well, I mean, she's got an album, but, like, she's got a couple of songs that are just fantastic. Uh, climbing the charts. She's Sailor Moon. Who? Lizzo. Oh, yes, Lizzo. Um, and then also, um, Ashley Graham um, is the mm. other one who is super duper famous. She was actually in a video for one of the members of One Direction. Okay. Harry? Liam? I don't remember. Styles? I, yeah, I don't Biggie? know. Biggie? She was in, or maybe it was one of the, maybe it was one of the, what are the, who are the boys if that were like a, brothers that like had purity rings Hanson. and then they broke up. The, 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 wow. The Jonas Brothers. There you Jonas go. Brothers. No, it was a Jonas Brother. If there was a, she was in the, his, his toothbrush song. You can leave your toothbrush. Yeah. If one of the, uh, in his video, if one of the, Ashley Graham, she's a supermodel. The One Direction Brothers was named Biggie. His name would technically be Biggie Direction. I don't think my brain's working all right, guys. I, I think, think I need so. to go to the hospital. Who's that Ashley person? Ashley Graham. Ashley Graham. And uh, to pick Chris's turn for him, he is going to go with Megan Trainer. Oh, I love Megan Trainer. Ashley Trainor. Graham. Huh? 
She is a plus size model, but in my opinion, I'm like, oh no, she's got to be more plus size than that. I think but we are on the brim of, people... of having the debate of what exactly those confines cool. are. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm about to go smaller than that. Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. She's not a BBW. She is considered it curvy. She's curvy. That's curvy. She's got birthing hips. Yeah, she's got gigantic, she, massive boinkies. She's 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 curvier in that. Wait, who is that? Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. Oh, I fucking otherwise love her. Wait, known as Diet that? Sopranos. Here you go. Oh my god! Yeah, I <laughs> the, fucking love her. The, the gargantuan boobs in that picture might remind you. I'd hit that. Yeah, she's got gigantic. Yeah, boobs. no, she's a. She's uh, her her boobs are big and beautiful, so she's a BBW in my book. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are fifteen minutes in, and we have gotten through the introductory. No, terms. but we've kind of touched we've got, on yeah. some other things that we're going to get into. Some as big well. names. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. So to actually get into BBW, uh, I think that it actually would be worthy going through the panel again of saying what your definition is, mm-hmm. because. Different people are going to break it down different ways. I think while it is a little bit fat shamey, uh, I have definitely heard comedians do the whole bit of like, you're not a BBW, you're too big to be a BBW. Mm-hmm. And there's also different, like like Chris is putting Christina Apple, Christina Applegate? The, Christine Hendricks? Hendricks. Jimmy Hendricks? Christina books? Hendricks. Yeah, that lady's way too small for my definition of a BBW. Exactly. Uh, I think... For me, whenever I'm thinking about BBW or or BHMs, like you have to be significantly overweight to be considered that. Um, and like like I think Tess Holiday. When I think of a BBW, I think Tess Holiday. Well, you brought up Ashley. Ashley Graham is one that a lot of people consider a BH. Uh, sorry, a BBW, but I don't really consider her that. I think she's. I think there's a certain amount of flab. You have to have in order for that to work. Like, if it's going to be a big a BHM, you've got to have some moves. Sorry, I'm making a weird face because I thought of a terrible joke. Do you have to be like Meatloaf? Who's Meatloaf? Meatloaf is a big boy who sang the song, I Would Do Bad Anything. Bad Out of Hell? Yeah, Bad Out of Hell. He's in Vegas. I would do anything. You know, I don't know. I don't really know. He's a big boy. Um, <clears throat> but... uh, he's Bitch Tits Bob from... Uh... From uh, that one movie, Fight Club. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. He's All actually right. that big. Um, I actually. I don't think that's right. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. That's not meatloaf. It is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I'll let you have that. Um, not to mention, there's like, I don't know. Like, I think there's a little bit. I want to gonna kind of go into a it's hard of to terms. define it by it, you can't define it by numbers because yeah. weight carries differently in different people and you also can't define it by inches like Dan DeVito mm-hmm. probably only weighs like 90 pounds I don't think that that's accurate <laughs> but you he know, used to be attached to a keychain is that what you're saying like, <laughs> I think that BBW is a literal troll and I don't, I don't know if you'd agree with this but like BBW does not just mean big it means right. still maintaining like a good sense of hygiene and still sure. gorgeous oh absolutely and like being an attractive person overall and taking care of yourself and also you have to have a certain level of um, confidence I yeah. think that that's something that's like almost the biggest requirement is being bigger, but also having the confidence to be like, I don't care that I don't fit into the standard 
you know, um, paradigm. Uh, yeah, paradigm of, of, you know, sexy. I am exactly who I am and my body is like super sexy because I say it is and because I'm going to, you know, treat myself and act like I'm sexy. And a lot of advocates actually are trying to take back the word fat and say, mm-hmm. it's not a bad word. And uh, uh, I read about uh, one uh, woman who is a sex advice person. Mm-hmm. Uh I wish I could think of a better word for that. But uh, uh, she was fat shamed at a uh, coffee shop. Someone was like, uh, it was a British place. So it was like, oh, look at that fat bird. Mm. And the uh, the girl behind the counter was like, you're not fat, honey. You're beautiful. And she's like, no, I'm fat and beautiful. And then she punched <laughs> the barista in the face. It was weird. Oh, that was a, that was a bit. No, she she did say, I'm, I am fat and beautiful. She, and then she... No, she the, didn't. Okay. But I felt like that I felt like the way that she described the story that it was unnecessarily no. aggressive towards the barista. Yeah. See, this is one of those it. weird areas where like it reminds me a lot of modern politics without getting into it, but you have you have these two sides of an argument that are both very aggressive and very extreme and they both go too extreme mm-hmm. and then the the truth gets muddled somewhere um, in the middle. Uh, there's this huge movement of people who just want to shit on the BBW movement mm-hmm. and shit on people who want to be big and beautiful. That's a Keep fetish. that off my porn hub. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just like post videos that are like finding like whiny people who are overweight and putting like music behind them and mm-hmm. taking, uh, you know, photo shoot pictures of, of these models who are plus sized and just calling them beached whales and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that a lot of that's cruel and unnecessary. At the same time, though. I, I do want to lend some credence to uh, the idea that uh, big is healthy. I do think that that is kind of a myth. And then I think that there's limits on BBW. There's people who are overweight who the, the, the term overweight doesn't mean anything. You can have a gut and still be healthy. I use uh, Tony Soprano as a guide again. You look at him seasons one through four and he's a big guy. He's a huge guy, mm-hmm. but he still is a physical threat. He still can do whatever he needs to do. You start looking at him seasons he was five and never six. Never healthy. He was never healthy in his nutrition, but you start looking at five and six when his weight starts pinning him down. I think that's more because aging. Well, that's five years. You're later. taking my example and you're you're breaking off a piece of it. Doesn't matter. What I'm saying is that there is this like movement on Tumblr that like becoming overweight is human evolution. And everyone needs to be overweight, and being overweight needs to be normal, and, uh, you know, obese, super obese, mega super obese, room size, that's still okay, that's still beautiful, and I, I do think there's caps on that. I just think there's a point of, of obesity where there's no safe return, and whether mm-hmm. it's going to start to impact a person's life negatively. Right, and I think that's something that we'll definitely get into with the FDI. But the other thing I wanted to, the other point or question I wanted to raise was, is this a fetish? A lot of people refer to this as a fat fetish, as a, um, um, I'm trying to think of the other phrase. It's not, they, they actually call it like chubby chasing. Yeah. Um, and things like that. I saw a few things that were used to describe that. Before we started, Chris was reading some really off color terms from the internet. Yeah. And I really, I mean, those those are just hateful and just, um, reductive and dehumanizing, um, things like a, a chubby chaser. Like that's just garbage. But at the same time, um, 
I think a lot of people are trying to even define this as not even a fetish. Well, um, they it want depends. it to be. It seems less meaningful to call it a fetish whenever you can call it a kink. Well, I, I would say that if we're going to start getting into semantics of a kink versus a fetish, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think you could genuinely draw that line on this yeah. of going from preference to kink to fetish. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe the definition that we went over in like our zero with episode is that fetish actually requires an object. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's more object. It's more of an objectification of a thing. So then I think you could actually make the, the then the BBW movement is, is a perfect example of how to de- define a sexual preference in the sense of you begin with a preference. Someone is more attracted to larger people. Mm-hmm. Someone wants to be with larger people. They want, they just like it, mm-hmm. but it's not exclusive. Right. You move into a kink when it becomes exclusive. Like, right. oh, this is really the only thing that I like. And then you become a fetish when they become so entirely enthralled with larger people that mm-hmm. it starts to lose, like, a, a degree of humanity with right. those people. They're more attracted to the fat than they are the person. Yeah. And I think that that's a good distinction. And that's one thing that I thought was a really thoughtful um, and thought-provoking kind of issue. Is like, okay, is, is it a, somebody who's attracted to fat? people or is it people that are you know actually just turned on by people who are fat so yeah it would and it's going to be different by by the by the by the user Mm -hmm. and but that comes back down to again outside of even fetishes of of how do you treat your sexual partners Mm -hmm. outside of kinks and fetishes is when, when you're looking to hook up with someone how much of an emotional connection versus a physical connection are you looking for right because as much as stereotype would like to lead us astray um, there are people who very much want to have a, a emotional one night stand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there are people who genuinely could fuck like someone through a wall and they wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. And you have to weigh that in on a that's just a person's personality mm-hmm. before you get into any kinks or fetishes. Sure, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Very good. Um, Thank you, Dana. So I kind of have mentioned my opinions on like what it is to be a bw bbw or a bh (laughs) or a bhm and you've done the same chris i want to hear your thoughts huh i want to hear your thoughts where do you draw the line like how big do you have to be in order to be a big beautiful or a big Um, use pokemon to express your limits like would you consider would you consider snorlax a bbw uh, no, a bhm i think of snorlax as being a male i don't know pokemon have both genders or oh chris <laughs> in the pokemon universe there are two genders for pokemon oh, no. there's a male and female mm-hmm. uh the gender is a spectrum <laughs> but uh is Pokemon no, transphobic? Uh, I would say Dragonite is a BBW, BHM, BW, but... BMW. That one. Jesus. <laughs> BMW's a car. No, it's not. But uh, I would say uh, Dragonite is because he seems to care about his appearance where Snorlax doesn't. BMW stands for Big Massive Warlock. <laughs> uh, t- <laughs> is that a D&D term? Yeah. You're BMW, man. I, I don't I don't know I I feel like that there are some terms that I saw that uh, would require uh, having a a bit of a gut at least because uh, I saw some fetish adjacent terms that are acts that can be performed during sex that uh, re- require more than you know just like a little flab. I feel like I've been tiptoeing around some. St- 
like some ideas because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah, I saw a term called gut flopping, which I don't know if it's true or not. What does that mean? That is when a male, or that is when a, a person uh, who is on top of a sexual partner lifts up their belly and flaps it down onto their sexual partner to make a noise while they're having sex. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. See, I, I was just going to go ahead and, and at the risk of sounding sexist mm-hmm. or, or rude, I guess, my personal definition of BBW mm-hmm. is a woman who is overweight but carries the weight well on her breasts. Because there are overweight people, and I'm not trying to, to, to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Just bodies are different. Mm-hmm. Some people gain weight, and they don't gain it in the right place. That myself included, mm-hmm. I've been overweight in my life, and all of the weight goes to my neck and cheeks. Yeah, when I think like I can't it never goes to your dick. Yeah, that, unfortunately. But uh, I, I think that by my personal definition of what a BBW is, is it's a woman who looks more and more like a old west like saloon singer as she gains weight. Oh, which means just like the gigantic tits want, and the thick thighs. You want the like? I'm not uh, saying I want it. I'm saying how I define it. He want the German barmaid. Yes. Yeah. The okay. German barmaid okay. is what comes to mind for Lederhosen and mm-hmm. uh, trying to convert you to socialism. But like, and I think it goes the opposite for men of like how flat chested can you remain while you gain weight and just get this giant gorilla belly while you uh-huh. still kind of have pecs. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So it's kind of like it's better to have the fat up high than down low in for some places. And then in other places, it's like, eh, no, put it in the middle. Well, and then, you know. <laughs> no, there's plenty of men that enjoy the the, uh, uh, the big booty. Mm-hmm. More cushion for the push to, to keep up my weightist remarks as someone who's extremely hateful, um, I would also define the limits of uh, when someone has reached too much weight Mm -hmm. and should no longer be like, and just physically appealing is when the uh, upper arm fat starts to swallow the elbow. But that, Oh, and Mm -hmm. I I just, I just don't, it just doesn't look healthy Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to be cruel to anyone. And I'm not trying to say that they're worth less as a human being. I mean, speaking on personal preference, it's something that I absolutely do not like Yeah, as far as like a medical opinion I don't know if that's worse or better. I just it's know between that... between them and their doctor. Yeah. It's just, it's a, I, it's a rough look. Because I think it's very possible and very common to be overweight and yet still healthy. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, no, 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 no. If your BMI, you know, listed says well, BMI, that you're obese. BMI's bullshit. Yeah. But a lot of people are like, oh, no, if, if your BMI says that you're obese, then you're definitely not healthy. And it's like, well, that's... Just because an overweight person account. can be healthy doesn't mean that all overweight people are healthy, though. Right. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I think it starts becoming an issue when it starts adversely affecting your uh, life. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, if someone can't walk around a grocery store, not because of, like, you know... They mobility. Have... It's all about mobility. Yeah. I mean, and that that just kind of goes without saying. Sure. Is, is can you still walk from point A to point B? And mm-hmm. I, I don't think that anyone should be eating or to a point or living any kind of lifestyle that inha- inhibits their ability to walk and should mm-hmm. say that it's positive or beautiful or happy when it's absolutely not. And, and I, I'll stick to my guns on that one. People can say that that's as weightist as they want. If you're impeding your ability to walk, mm-hmm. that's fucked up. Yeah, I once saw a family 
uh, it was a mother and her two daughters, and uh, her two daughters were also in the little go-karts, Mario scooters, karts. and one of them looked like they were, you know, barely 12. I mean, people's bodies are their own rights. Mm-hmm. I, I firmly stand by that, like, if it's yours to do with what you wish, I'm only doling out advice. I don't think that this should be, like, a governmental rule. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to take away people's rights. It, it's kind of like that same situation, though, of uh, people who become obsessed with uh, removing one of their limbs. You know, at this point, you're getting obsessed in a dangerous behavior. All I can say is that does not seem wise. Mm-hmm. And if I see people glorifying it on the internet, I should be able to write an article that says, this is a little much. Mm-hmm. This is a little much. A little over the edge. Well, sometimes, and not to like disagree with you guys, but sometimes there are reasons to be unable to walk beforehand. And due to that circumstance, then they become overweight. That's true. So mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's not like the other sometimes it's the other way around but one thing i wanted to mention too when it especially comes to sex is um that sometimes when engaging in sex with somebody who's a larger person there are different kinds of things you're going to have to do in order to accommodate sex um and like like you said with the belly what is it a belly flap belly flop belly flop belly uh, belly was it belly flop was that the one i told you i about? just have the image in my head that's all i know there were a bunch of different things um, there's a lot of different things that you can actually do with some of that extra extra body um, mass. In in some ways, that's like inhibiting in terms of some sex. Like some people can't really have you know get into certain positions um, for like penetrative sex. Or it's more painful to get into certain positions. Right. Um, but then there's like also some um, positions that are actually much easier at achieving, um, you know, penetrative sex. So it's really kind of a different, a different thing as well. Another thing that happens a lot more with people that are larger is like, um, how do I phrase this? I did see that, uh, one of the, uh, uh, sex advice people was, uh, saying, uh, don't consider penetrative sex the only sex. Right. Because sometimes it won't be possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no matter how you pull, that was one thing that she mentioned is, yeah. uh, don't be afraid to pull yeah. like body parts around, like, you know, lift stuff. Is that positive though? Yeah, it is. Because then like, this, they this can was make a, sex works work for them. This, this sex advice giver person, uh-huh. sex advisor, uh, uh, was a big, uh, a BBW herself. Mm-hmm. So. Well, a lot of them say like to start in um, to start if you're trying to do like penetrative sex to try like the spoons position. So like spooning one another, like that's like one of the best positions that you can actually do um, in order for this to so actually really work. easy in your joints too. Yeah, exactly. Which is another thing that's kind of a Old benefit too. I'd like a medal for not making a joke at that one. I don't think this is an appropriate time to do that. You still made a joke. You just let people fill the joke in in your head. Which means they made the joke and Um, I didn't. But I think on top of that, it's important to note like other other ways of kind of achieving pleasure. Um, And sometimes that can be using different body parts. Like I know a lot of BBWs, one one thing that's kind of usually a big deal is um, like titty fucking that's a real thing. Like boobs are very easily manipulated mm-hmm. to um, give pleasure that way. I assume um, you could also just 
booty fuck. I don't mean like butthole. I mean like. What do you mean booty fuck? Like, like the same way you would fuck a titty. Oh, okay. See, yeah, that's, that's a, a possibility. I think that's a thing. I've never. I feel like that's kind of. Oh, it's hot dogging. That's what it's called. Hot dogging. <laughs> I've had conversations with people who claim they've done it, but it's not anything. No, yeah, it's called. It's supposed to be called hot dogging. We pull up a video <laughs> of it. No, why not? It's hot dogging. We're explorers, it's, it's Chris. That because you're we're putting, in the bush with machetes. Pull up a video of hot dogging. You're putting your wiener in between two buns. Put a pull up a video of hot oh, dogging. Oh, I get it. I yeah, get it. I get dog. it. I get it. Don't actually oh. pull up a video of hot dogging. I'm, and then you I'm put some, the mood. you put some ketchup on it. That's blood. Some relish. You know, what, you know what you do need to do? Oh wait, ketchup doesn't blow on pull hot Pull up a recent picture of Jessica Simpson. Jessica. Uh, definitely a Simpson. huge, a huge uh, sex symbol all throughout the late '90s, early 2000s, and now she's considered a BBW too. Oh, she's pregnant. Well, that's that picture, but yeah, she's actually, um, you know, not not as small as she was. There it is. Here's another one. She's a bigger girl. Yeah, but she's still beautiful. Like. I'd hit that. She knows how to work it. I mean, are we still, are we still like wearing kid gloves on this conversation? It feels like, because we're not trying to hurt people's it feelings. Can you approach it without like joking about it? Can we do it positively? I, uh, <laughs> oh boy. I have my opinions. I, um, you are entitled to those oh, opinions. But, uh, but I feel but like. tact is a thing. But I feel like we keep using this term, but. Uh-huh. And I feel like that that's been used on everything is it's never. The, I've been saying booty. Well, it's, it's always <laughs> big and beautiful, and but we, frequently it's being used as big butt beautiful. Uh-huh. I, I've never heard that. No, I, like that's what thing is like. She's very big, but still beautiful. Oh, Dana did imply? say that. I very say, sex negative. Um, but she's still beautiful <laughs> because, I mean, well, this is the thing. The reason I'm saying butt beautiful. Um, is because a lot of people considered her very pretty before whenever she was much yeah. smaller. And so now that she's kind of transitioned, she's not in the limelight quite so much anymore, um, a lot of people are like, oh, this is what a BBW is. And and yet you see the way that her body has changed, and it's like, oh, well, is she still beautiful? And a lot of people will say no. So it's interesting to see that she's made this transition in front of cameras, um, you know, from who she was before to the, the shape that she is now. And she used to date just, Tony Romo. So oh, follow yeah. my logic on this one. I will get back to the point at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I read an article some time ago that said that the, like one of the worst racial slurs is technically white trash, mm-hmm. not because it's insulting to white people, but because white trash, that slur Im- implies that white people are not trash and that this person is an exception yeah. Which in, in term just gen- means that generally white people are better and white trash individual is almost like betraying that standard, making mm-hmm. it a whole other racist slur against dark skinned people. And I get that same vibe to a much lesser extent from BBW of being big is ugly, being big is negative, mm-hmm. and these are the people who've managed to be exceptions from it. Ooh, okay, that's interesting. And so in, in a lot of this BBW discussion, and I've been trying to break it down while we've been having the conversation, nothing against us, I think this is the general conversation that, that always happens. Right. Is uh, at what point is there an acknowledgement of oh, being overweight is a relatively negative experience, relatively unhealthy within certain confines, and 
are we regarding BBW people as exceptions to that? And by regarding them as exceptions, does that not say something negative about the generally overweight person? To, as if implying that a BBW is a minority. I don't think so. I think BBW is somebody who's embraced it and has put themselves out there. So it's I kind of a state beauty, of mind. I think beautiful is a mindset. Yeah. yeah where okay. they're like, you know, owning it and they're playing up their features versus so, like me who doesn't play up any features besides right. my hair. Would you say that necessarily then that the BBW is more of des- decided by the, by the, uh, by the individual themselves rather than the observer? An observer can declare someone BBW, but a true BBW is someone who does not let anything influence their confidence. Are I you, think that exactly. Well, that's interesting. I think that exactly. I think there have actually been studies done that confidence, like people see more confident people as being more beautiful, like you do with uh, Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano. Yeah. Uh, no matter what size they are, or, like confidence uh, is one of the biggest indicators of uh, phys- or of. Beauty. Attraction. Yeah. Who's the yeah. actress named Rebel? What's her face? Rebel Wilson. Yeah, the Australian lady. I like her. She's all right. She's yeah. she's a big girl. Mm-hmm. No, I I, I she guess plays that, a fat Amy. Yeah. Well, now you've used a slur, Chris. Uh, fat is it's not reclaimed. a slur. It's been reclaimed because yeah, <laughs> uh, and also that's her character name. That's her name in the script. I uh, I don't know. I just have a sense of hesitation. I I just always do. In the sense of having been someone who was overweight, I'm not sitting here with the frat boy, you know, perspective of saying, "Oh, fat chicks are gross. No one needs to like." I'm not. That's not where I'm coming no from. No one over 150 pounds on this. Dick. I just stand by the standard <laughs> that there reaches a certain point where being overweight stops being fun, mm-hmm. stops being manageable, and stops being sexy. Mm-hmm. And, and that line. It frightens me to speak frivolously around that because once you reach that point, getting back is so much more difficult than people think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it can be very unhealthy. I'm bringing my own personal bias into this for well, sure. Mm-hmm. That's because a lot of times morbidly obese people, that that's a symptom of underlying like depression or other things. that Or just genetics. And that they're not... Yeah... But, uh, to an extent, any no, well, any number of reasons. That, yeah. l- there's there's a lot of cases where it's just someone not taking care of themselves, so they don't have any self confidence, or yeah. Well, and um, that I mean, yeah, can can a lack of self confidence manifest as somebody being maybe a little bit overweight uh, or lacking confidence? Sure, um, but I think at this point, it's 2019. I mean, people people are kind of, um, you know, working to embrace themselves as they are. Yeah. Um, whether that's, you know, being fat or being super skinny. And, I mean, there are some people that just have different, different bodies. Yeah. And bodies are strange and bodies are weird. And somehow, no matter what kind of body you have, they're all beautiful or they are all you know special in one way or another whether that's something that you want to like claim and shout and say i am a bbw um that's like up to the individual and their own their own personality but see i, I think that that uh, were you finished yeah I, I just think that that mindset <laughs> can be just as dangerous as the exact same mindset that gave us widespread anorexia mm-hmm. and spread like the very very thin body mm-hmm. is if we talk about introducing the sense of normalcy of bodies or bodies, 
you know, that's how we ended up with the model who is 60 pounds and where people are never going to be happy with their bodies because of the state of like actors and superhero movies are doing four hours a day for, you know, 40 days and then being dehydrated. We talk about all, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that we as a collective would admit that that's, that's dangerous. And that's, sure. that is a dangerous facet of society to continue to tell people that being that skinny is at all healthy or being that right. skinny should ever be celebrated. Well, there's always going to be extremes. Yes. Um, and, and outliers. But I think the vast majority of people are, you know, kind of doing what they can to remain healthy. I agree with that. Um, I think it, it just comes down to that sense of health, mm-hmm. which is can be something that's so hard to, to put a pin on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't want to come across as if I'm fat shaming on this episode. I'm really not. I, I just think that it's it's so important to be health conscious. Sure. And, and losing that. And I, I am very concerned about a very small minority here, which is the people who are wrapped up in the movement like this so much that they're ignoring a health crisis. Right. And... That is a very small concern that I, I feel like I've derailed a bit of the episode for. Oh, there is a, but that there exists. is an epidemic in the United States right now, and yeah. and I, I think that what we think of as fat or obese is actually much larger. And as we continue to move away from the bullshit of like everyone has to be super skinny, mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of weight that like who gives a shit? Like just wear a little bit of extra weight. I'm talking about obesity and super obesity, right? And. I don't know. There's dangers there. There's there's dangers there that I don't feel like should be celebrated. Um, and thus far, we talk about models and people who take very good care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a Gilbert Grape situation, yes, you're probably not healthy. But then again, like, wait, what's eating Gilbert Grape? His mother. <laughs> his mom. Uh, um, that's the that's the title of the movie. Did you not know that? <laughs> of course, I knew that. So I made this stupid joke. Uh, but there's also an issue with uh, like nutrition in the United States, where in the entire world, where we keep coming up every year with new nutritional guidelines, and like everything's always different. And it's like you know, in the '90s, and up until the like mid 2000s or mid aughts, it's like okay, the food pyramid is eat all the fucking bread in the goddamn world. Mm-hmm. No, my, then eat the other stuff. My heart is going to collapse in on itself off all the diet soda and candy. Bread is one of the worst things you can eat. But we're not... I mean, I, I think we need to kind of gear this back towards sex. The kink, yes. Um, and I think that it's also important that we talk about the people who find themselves attracted to people that are BBWs or, or BHMs. Um, because I first off, I think that BHMs are vastly underrepresented um we're only finally just now starting to get larger male models um to kind of like and showing them in a way that's sexy um to showing them to their representation um because honestly if you like google okay like big and tall probably has well big and tall is always like, tall yeah i feel like i've seen stand-up comedians do that bit I mean, yeah. if you go to a big and tall section all of the models are tall right um but the thing is like we don't really see a lot Chip. of what um <laughs> god um we don't really see a lot of um pictures and ads and magazines and things like that of of sexy um larger men that's something that we just don't see a lot of um, so it's important to kind of think about how they're represented. And I think that also goes with porn. Like there's a ton, ton of videos 
of BBWs. Well, a ton. I, th- I think the cultural impact has really been that but, the idea that to be attractive while being overweight is having to have in, in men mm-hmm. being very funny and bombastic and in women being ludicrously confident. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's essential to the BBW recipe is it's not just size. Right. It's again something that it almost seems like being in spite of something but they're so confident they overcome it and become more attractive because, but I because of that. I think Dana was trying to say that in porn there's pl- there are tons of representatives of BBW but almost none of BHMWs. Um, we don't really see a lot of big, handsome men. And I think that that's something I personally, I want to advocate for. Like, show show off. I mean, just as women are able to, um, you know, claim their larger bodies and, and be sexy, and, you know, defined by their own terms, I think that men need to do this, too. Um I think that, and I'm really glad that you pulled this up, Chris. Yeah, Chris pulled up the Chippendale sketch from SNL with Chris Farley just being huge and stripping, and, and getting being more sexy and, and getting dancing. more cheers than uh, uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, where you don't see men rep- uh, larger men represented in pornography, mm-hmm. larger men are very much represented in comedy and drama. Right, yes, because they're supposed to be the big funny guy. Yeah, but I mean, right? if, if you w- sit down and watch television, I would say that uh, obese men are not mm-hmm. a minority. So what does it mean to be attracted to um, somebody who's larger? Like, I, I, you know, you see um, this kind of cultural shift between like, oh, well, if you're a skinny person, you need to be with another skinny person. Or if you're an overweight person, you need to be with another um, person who's overweight. Well, and sometimes, go ahead. Uh, there just there is the stereotype from the '60s of gay men married fat women. Mm-hmm. That's just a. Well, there's also the sitcom stereotype of the uh, fat man that has the, the gorgeous uh, blonde wife. But those are just yeah. two exceptions to what you were saying. Yeah, but it's so strange, and I think that's something that culturally we almost see that as as um, like what the hell? Why is why is a two with somebody who's a ten? Yeah. Um, which is, which is a really strange way to look at it, but it's Thank kind you of for pointing at me when you said 10, <laughs> I, I, I was just gesturing towards me when you not, said 10. not, not towards you. I, just, I'm just, towards I'm, the mic you're the just audience. a 10. You're Thank just a you. 10, Chris. Thank uh. you for gesturing towards me when yes. you said 10. Yes. But yeah, like I why, accept the <laughs> why is a two with a 10? Why is, you know, uh, a four with a six pack is, you know, <laughs> Well, a six pack of beer. You know this this old um, cliche had to be mentioned eventually. Yeah. But you know, for millennia, being larger was a greater sign of fertility and a mm-hmm. greater sign of comfort. I think I mentioned this before the episode. The oldest piece of art made by human beings, I think, besides cave paintings, mm-hmm. is a fertility idol that is just a, a woman with tiny arms, tiny legs, and just a giant belly and tits. Mm-hmm. the The whole idea of like thin meaning powerful is as recent as invention as television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's... Even if you, you go back, like, 200 years, the ideal was the, like, rulers, the kings and queens, and there's one thing that the kings and queens all had in common, is that they were super fat because they had all the food they wanted. Mm-hmm. That's and a real so big, was, wide berth and hips. And so it was like, <laughs> oh, look how, like... You know, the bigger you are, mm-hmm. the healthier you are. Because back then it was literally true. Because back then... You'd live longer. Yeah, you had more food. You were able to, like, provide. Yeah. 
But, uh, you know. And which still, I guess, would get down to our, like, animal brains where it's like, oh, he's got a... He's got something going on. I think that that's, that's he's got a lot of uh, hot food. Yeah, I think that's still in the brain. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you have to remember, regardless of how like weak or unhealthy or larger person is, mm-hmm. uh, they still have more sheer weight, which makes them generally more dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that in any kind of mean way. <laughs> I was on a work site once, an older guy who was a little bit heavy had a heart attack, and he collapsed onto me, and I had to catch him. And like, homie was a big guy. And it was terrifying. So, I mean, there is a sense of, like, weight is literally power. I don't mean that in any kind of metaphorical, mm-hmm. like, raising up your fist way of, like, taking to the streets. No. Weight is power. Like, you have more mass, you take up more space, and people are going to find that attractive. You don't want to fight with a large person. No. Because, like, generally, like, even if someone has mobility issues, they mm-hmm. can fall on you. <laughs> And and I don't mean that as a joke. That's not me coming across as like a snide asshole remark. Mm -hmm. Um, And the ability for someone to take you in a fight is going to be a turn on for some people. I think that, uh, I think that, go ahead. I I think you're getting into some of the other like aspects of just the physicality of being a larger person. Um, Because I know that some of the appeals of being with a bigger man is that they're extra good cuddlers and good huggers. Well, that actually brings me into one of my next points. You feel safe because they're As I said on a previous show, you can outrun them if a bear's trying to get you. Fuck off. God. But, uh, I do... are being so sex negative this episode. It's not sex negative. sex positive. Okay. I've just said that my only sex negative point is that if, if someone has become super obese to a point they cannot walk, I'm not going to sit there with, with a fucking party horn and say, yeah, you're so fucking sexy. If someone is literally making themselves disabled, which is mm-hmm. far beyond, I'm not saying that like, oh, Rebel Wilson and Megan Trainer, they're disgusting because they're disabled. I'm mm-hmm. not being that guy. Mm-hmm. Those are both gorgeous women. I'm talking about people who are... are go to the store one day and say, oh, I can't walk anymore. Yeah. That does not, no one needs to like go to the store and say, oh, I can't walk anymore. That's so sexy. That's not a positive way to be thinking. That's my only point. And I'm entirely sex positive. Big people can be gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make some jokes about food. Big people are gorgeous. When it becomes disability, that that should be an area of concern. That's my only point. Okay. Moving back. What was I going to say? A food joke? No, it was not a food joke. Okay, uh, McDonald's. Uh, how about for every point? He's going to talk about grimace. How about for every point during human history, we've been trying to make more cal- calorically rich food, calorically dense food, except for right now, where we're trying to break away from calorically dense food mm-hmm. because now is the point in like, well, in, at least in the first world, where we don't worry so much about eating. Like we can go to McDonald's and have a thousand calories in one sitting for two dollars. Yeah. Oh, my point. Uh, I think there is a maternal slash paternalistic aspect of this fetish as well. I think so, too. Oh, definitely. Not so to too. be too Oedipal or uh, Carmen Electra, Electra about it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be too much on know, that. Tommy's mom is Carmen Electra. <laughs> no. Fuck off. Ew. Um, there, there is that aspect because of... you've had Carmen Electra attractive or ew, the concept of her being your mom? Ew, the concept of my mom being Carmen Electra. I don't know why. That's just ew to me. But, uh, you know, being with someone bigger, there's that idea of a caretaker. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a stereotype that's more or less reinforced by popular culture. 
No, I agree. There's definitely a, a con. There's a connection there, and I think that's it's a protection thing. It's a I'm going to take care of you thing, because I can take care of myself. Maybe. Yeah. Well, there's also the the point that we're living in the United States. A lot of our uh, parents were and are uh, obese. Mm-hmm. So if there is any credence to the whole Freudian. Uh, Oedipal and electric complex is that we grew up with having parents that were bigger, mm-hmm. like uh, especially in the United States. And so then you grow up and you know you find what's familiar, attractive, and so you seek out you know a bigger lady or uh, a bigger gentleman. We also just have stereotypes built around bigger people, and and I think they're jolly. Well, well, going with that one specifically, having lived my life as a person who weighed three hundred and ten pounds, versus being a person who's been underweight and now a person who's just kind of the definition of generally homeless looking, but kind of chubby. You do that intentionally. I know, but having been overweight, people do find a certain security in you. It's it like and almost like played off as a joke. There's this idea of like a bigger person is less likely to betray you or run off on you. And and if you look at that, that's not what that means, Chris. I've heard of that too. I've heard of that too. But if you look at that uh, from like a film and television perspective, think of all your like your overweight characters, the stereotype uh, fat best friend. Yeah, like, like I'm the, thinking of Sam from Game of Thrones. Or, or I'm thinking of like there's a stereotype where it's like. The hot girl has, like, a chubby best friend. It's like, oh, they could never get together because she's, like, a plus model. And, oh, he's just a frumpy little well, dude. you talk about the sitcom dad. With, like, you're talking about the, the, the man being underrepresented in pornography. I mean, what television show, except for, like, very few, does not have the overweight dad whose wife is gorgeous? Yep. Yeah, the, yep. the the ones that exist are the exceptions that prove the rule. Yeah. Like Mike and Molly, which exist explicitly because it's about two overweight people. Mm-hmm. We definitely need to, as a, as a I don't know, emerging um, culture as, as one that's, you know, redefining the ways that we see a lot of these stereotypes. Um, I think that it's, it's time that we, we challenge some of these existing um, biases and existing, you know... Um, cultural constructs it would just be nice you know nutrition is one of those things we know the very least about and in defining health and putting it into a box is very difficult i i just wish for the sake of society there was a way there was a divisive way that you could get specific measurements and look at the blood and look at the heart and mm-hmm. say this is too thin mm-hmm. if you go beneath this you are harming your health this is too big. If you get too bigger than this, you are harming your health. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're within those parameters, just stop giving so much. A well, general mm-hmm. indicator for that is the body fat percentage. But that doesn't necessarily do much. It's a good indicator. Okay, I'll take it. I I think I'm still uh, I'm still blowing the the horn there for that because I think that anybody can be sexy. And I think sexy is different from being healthy. I think that everyone has the explicit right that they should be able to feel sexy and mm-hmm. should be able to seek out partners who are interested in them. Yeah. And they should if nothing else, be sex is an exercise. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. So I, I, they shouldn't be ridiculed. They should not yeah. be ridiculed or bullied. Right. I mean, attractiveness is a strange. I, I, I get hesitant about this idea of making to where every single human being has to be beautiful Mm -hmm. because that just puts beauty back on this pedestal being the most important thing in life right and 
I, I guess that's where I also have my 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 my, my weird like fat shamey low voice thing I'm doing is like we're only going to end up with the exact same problems if we go around and say like everyone needs to be beautiful everyone needs to be treated like a model mm -hmm. and then you have people on Facebook who just make their own Facebooks into like an, like an issue of Vogue mm -hmm. these are the same issues we are too much in the mirror yeah. and like a big part of like what would be a healthier sexual society a healthier country in general is if we stopped caring so goddamn much about what we looked like in pictures and stop giving so much of a shit about every little detail about our body maybe we should care more about the environment oh god it's already straight for that. <laughs> everyone knows the most important thing is money oh my goodness the money stop. which brings us to our sponsor stop I've fucking daddy trump stop fucking daddy trump <laughs> he doesn't have money Hey, he's a big boy. He owes a billion nice dollars to the Deutsche Bank. Oh, wow. Fucker. <laughs> Chris, this is a sex podcast. He is a BHM. I'm sure I he know. He is not. I know for a fact that there are a lot of Trumpets who would hey, bang Daddy, stop, Daddy we're not, Let's not talk about... Hey, he's a big boy. He's relevant today's episode. He's not handsome. Um, I think he's got that very strange look to where... If you disagree with him, he is absolutely hideous uh, because you can just see straight through the lines of the fake hair and the fake skin. But I mean, th that's an entire metaphor of like the people who do believe in him is that they're willing to look past all that and say, no, he just has a good tan. I just really I, hope that if he's banging somebody, like that his hair flaps, like the hair you know flap flaps. Like I really hope that it does. But having uh, been someone who's no, been addicted no to Diet Coke. there's no way it does because there's no way he does anything. <laughs> I don't think his dick works. You're That's right. my theory. You're right. That's why he's so angry. Between the dementia and the He does and, have those McDonald's. DSLs. <laughs> he does. Uh, do we have a product corner this week? Um, not really. I mean, there's not a whole lot that... I mean, the one plus thing... Side laundry, the only thing I was... Well, there's that. But there's also... The other thing I was going to mention is like... Um, sex pillows there's like sex furniture that you can use cushions to like lift things and place things in better you know mm. positions for sex that's the main thing that i found that a lot of um people who are larger do um do use for sex because frankly sometimes it's a lot easier to get at some of those parts whenever they're adjusted for comfort that makes so. sense. I mean, it, it always comes back to research. Mm -hmm. That's how I describe it, too. Get, get out those pots. Uh, I, guess, <laughs> I guess if I have any closing notes, just that, you know, if mm -hmm. being a bigger person who's obsessed with becoming smaller is its own personal hell, mm -hmm. um, it'd be much better to accept yourself with your, uh, with your fault rather than live in this, like, 20-year hell where you wake up one day and you're in your late 40s and you never lost all your weight. Right. Um, you will so never look as good as you think you will. When you, I mean, I'm just saying this every American. I mean, I think every American has the weight loss fantasy. Mm -hmm. I wrote an entire book on this. I literally wrote a like 500 page book about this. Um, and no one has read it. A few people have read it. I haven't I've read, read it, even though you I said you would give me a copy. Well, it's because it, it needs to be edited and then I was going to mass print them, but that's its own. It's going to happen. Should, I it's want it's on its way. I want a copy. You're, you're going to be too mean about it. I think there that, is a. Uh, oh, God. Uh, go ahead. I think in terms of the FDI, there's a lot of different numbers we could give this it's one. It's too scattered. Um, too and many things. So I think it's too hard to assign a specific number to um, this in general as as a fetish or as a kink. Um, but I, I will say this. It is completely normal and like 
parts of you probably should jiggle while you're having sex. If you think that you're fat because something is jiggling while you're having sex, guess what? You're a human being. That's all that means. Yeah. Like, your body is going to wiggle and jiggle and that's just Your body's just how making it's... a weird slapping noise. Everyone's done. You're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if, if something bothers you and you'd like to look a different way, then take the active steps, but don't let it, like, absolutely destroy your life. No. So I that's my thing is I think a lot of people think that they're fat when they're actually not fat. And so I think yes, sometimes Tommy. people are giant assholes to people who are actually fat and, you know, mistreat them or something and make them feel like they're not sexy. And that, um, well, nothing anyone, grinds my gears. I, <laughs> I, I think going to treat so, anyone poorly yeah. because of who they are and not yeah. because of what they believe, like True. Donald Trump supporters. Yeah. Oh, I got back on that. There we go. Uh, I, I but think some people leave really rude comments below BBW videos and BHM that's videos. That's never going to stop, though. And that... You could watch any kind of sad, porn and so. see kind of those kind of comments. I know, though. I know. I'm just saying I wish... I wish we were better about that as you, human beings. You can watch, like, a porn of your favorite porn star and... Because in one video she's like fucking a black dude, there'll just be all kinds of comments about how she's ruined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I disagree with the notion that people will ever get better on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that, you know, having had black friends and black artists, like, someone's going to call you the N-word once you get to 10,000 views. Yeah, It's oh, going to yeah. happen. If you are a woman expressing any kind of idea or any kind of political notion or original thought, someone is going to have to say something about how you're a woman. Same goes for gay. I, me as a straight white male, Mm -hmm. literally one of the only human beings who could post something before that happens. And even I, once you get to about 100,000 views, people are going to start to bring in a question my political identity and start Mm -hmm. to crash me down for that on assumption. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that what's the most important idea moving out of this is the idea that all human beings are human beings Mm -hmm. and outside of the BBW, which we've kind of come to the conclusion is a confidence thing. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter a person's confidence versus their lack of confidence. It's just that overweight people are treated like human beings, regardless of whether or not they're attractive. Mm -hmm. You know, this is something we brought up before in the show too, about how trans people will be given more like uh, more of a pass, the better that they are at passing. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we need to treat all trans people like human beings. Even, like we can't just treat the ones who look like, oh wow, really passing looks gorgeous. Right? No, that's not that's not how that works. You treat all all the important that way. word is people. Mm-hmm. Yes, we treat people as people, no matter who they are or what they believe. And I think the most repulsive like. notion... Unless they're like serial killers, in which case, you know... Well, is the people who want to... They're monsters. And I'm speaking specifically about uh, straight men on women, but the opposite does happen. It'll, it'll happen in other circles. But is, is treating the overweight woman as a novelty or a last resort, mm-hmm. which is something we've Oops. seen in a lot of sitcoms. One of the, I really uh, didn't get to talk about it so much within like the queer community because some of those body standards are even more strict. You do an entire episode about uh, about weight and the queer community, yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely, one absolutely. Of the, uh, one of the terms that I brought up to Tommy before the recording was a, apparently a European thing. Mm-hmm. It's a game called Pulling a Pig. And it's uh, where a uh, group of friends uh, all tries to have sex with the uh, fattest girl they can. That's the shit that's kind of repulsive. Yeah. Uh, People need to be... But that goes outside of BBW even of just... 
you know, when someone gets so deep into a fetish that they're using someone's race or characteristics, I think we talked about this in the episode about height, Yeah. about people being ex- exceptionally small, is are you wanting to uh, hook up with me because you think I'm an interesting person and I'm attractive and you are also attracted to my height mm-hmm. or am I a novelty to you? Yeah. Are you interested in me because you want to go back to your friends and say that you fucked a little person? Mm-hmm. And it's the same exact thing for an overweight person. Absolutely. Is, and, and are you treating another human being as a novelty? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just having like basic empathy. Yes. And there are, I would say, a lot of people who are taught not to have any empathy in sex. I, I think that you could have an entire conversation about how this might be closely related to our weird puritanical beliefs. Especially, I've again been watching way too much Sopranos, but this idea that um, sex is wrong, therefore any woman who puts out is a bad person. Right. Oh yeah. And well, I think that has I think that has overlap with weight. I think, I, it, I think it does in the sense of you know if if you're in that weird dual mindset of being a womanizer but also a good Christian boy, you know that means you're going to go find a quote unquote slut because you could probably have the um, what's the name of that complex. Madonna whore complex. And I think the Madonna whore complex probably has an overlap with weightist judgments on women. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe a stretch. I'd want to do actual research on that, which I'm not going to do, but it's food for thought. Yeah. yeah Cause a, thought. a lot of guys also don't have empathy for the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. Objectification goes all the way around. Well, I'm glad that we talked about this and I think that this is something that I mean, even though we just kind of scratched the surface, I think it's something that will contribute to our discussions in the future as we go into um, other other kinds of niche fetishes and kinks um, as we continue onward. I think discussing the difference between preference is novelty. Mm-hmm. Preference and novelty is something we could really go into. And I, I don't know sure. if that's the right terms to use at all, but... Yeah, no, I think so. I think that's... I think... I mean, it's better than we were defining it, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's an improvement. So as long as we're moving in the right direction as we're kind of analyzing these... Um, and kind of starting to break things down, I think that it's beneficial overall. Yeah. So um, no, I'm happy we had this conversation. It kind of seems like mm-hmm. we're on the same page. It's all just about yeah those uh, you know kid gloves. Yes, I've had some experience with this. I I, I once had a one night stand with a coworker who uh, the next day uh, described herself as a chubby chaser, and I was like, oh, that hurts. <gasps> oh, you've told me this before. That's yeah. garbage. A girl once called me a soft body, and it really hurt my feelings. <laughs> she said I was very attractive, but I was a soft body, and she likes soft bodies. Oh, <laughs> fuck that's you. weird. I'm in very, that's a, that's I'm, such a weird thing to I'm do. very strong, I'm sure you. She's like, yeah, I know you're strong, but you're soft. <laughs> then she just, like, punches you, and you're like, oh. She did. <laughs> did you go, oh, oh. Well, this was episode 80. I can't believe we are 80 episodes in. Very sexual number 80. It kind of looks like a butt next to a stomach. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) I still Um, got a concussion. Are you going to do that with every episode now? Very sexual number 90. 81 looks like a butt and a dick. But I think episode 81 is going to be even more... Oh, oh, she gave it away. No, no, no that was just a oh, hint. Okay, I'm sure it's only a hint. It's only I wonder a hint. what next week's episode could be. Could you it possibly should, be bleeped? You should come back next week, and you can find out about this um, stimulating topic. Or you can also follow us on Twitter at Kinkcast Podcast as I drop 
the worst hints or I can think of you can do, to try to entice people to guess the next episode early. You can do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anyone else. No gods, no masters, punk rock, and eat trash. Also, if you'd like to uh, email us directly, you can do that at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. And the best way to support the show is by giving us that hard, cold, hard cash but the second best way is to give us a review on iTunes. Five stars, not four. Five, okay. not four, you, not that three. That four-star review really gate, really hurt your feelings. A four-star review when you're brand new to podcasting, that, that's a very high compliment. Mm-hmm. Not four, five star. Five star. You made a B! Okay. I, would, I am going to find that guy. <laughs> I have Jesus to tell Christ. you a story while we're on the air, and this is something I kind of want to share with our listeners as well, because I had an unintentional encounter with one of, um, of the third kind with one of our episodes that we have done before. Oh. Um, and it's episode 49. Whenever we talked about for mycophilia, which is bug fetish. Oh yeah. So today I was at work and I thought I would spend a few minutes sitting outside and I sat on a low brick wall. Well, Unbeknownst to me, I was not wearing my glasses at the time. Um, I sat in an anthill. You had ants oh, in your pants. What Formicophilia is named after? Yeah. For Formica is the Italian word for ant. Oh. Wait, well, you know, wait, 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 real quick. You know Italian? No. Continue. <laughs> yes, this inside joke that you share in our small friend group. The, <laughs> the audience is going to love it. Chris always brags that he knows Italian. <laughs> Well, it was just so strange because, like, here I was sitting for a few minutes, like, on this angry anthill, not realizing the storm that of, like, all these angry ants, like, you know, going nuts around me because I literally sat, like, right on it. Fire Anyways, ants. no, but I was wearing a dress. And so it wasn't but just a few minutes later that I was like, ow, that something, like, is, like, something is hurting me. And then all of a sudden I stand up and I realize there are ants all over me. And I got bit by ants like all over the place you're and supposed to give them sprite that makes them go away oh really no that's no. not true i was gonna say i, I thought full sugar, sugar they'll be attracted they to want. it it's a very obscure reference to the venture brothers i don't know why it felt necessary <laughs> but it did. you just made an inside joke among a group of four people to an audience yeah more than four people so so the audience go oh, that's a cool show thanks tommy well what was hilarious is that because of the the location that these ants were hanging out at, like I immediately thought of our episode, and I was like, I know some people like really enjoy like bug bites and Wait, I they were hanging and out things on wall. like that. Oh, I was sitting on the wall. <laughs> I know I was being intentionally dense for comedy. Uh, it was hilarious. Um, Thanks. Do you want to make a joke <laughs> about people knowing Italian? <laughs> Have you been to Italy? Uh, yeah, once. But yeah, so um, you I got to experience for mycophilia. I, I did. I never wanted to be a real trisexual, but today I unintentionally uh, tried tried for mycophilia, and I got to say, it's not doing it for me. I think you especially should, uh, when I wasn't prepared. You should try uh, uh, arachnophilia next. <gasps> Absolutely not. Those are scary. Those are yeah, real but scary. But they they eat bugs. So if you don't like for mycophilia. Just release spiders onto my crotch instead. Yeah, they'll keep the bugs away. That'll I couldn't sleep last night, and I watched. Uh, <laughs> Is I that watched... a cure for crabs? <laughs> yeah, oh my god! Kill the crabs. Is it? No, you put spiders on there and they catch them in the net. What I thought you, you just... took little fishermen. 
The little Kennedys. <laughs> little crab traps. Yeah, little crab traps. I thought you needed like a little Venus flytrap. I do Just, not. Like, stick have it in your crabs. pants. Uh-huh. Chris, I'm going to let that be the last uh-huh. thing I have today. I have to go. There's okay. shit I have to do. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week God for episode 81. Which is which Please. is going to be... A secret. ...released on our Twitter throughout the week. Find out by following us, and maybe I'll come up with some better hints for this one. And if you have any recommendations for ant bites on your private parts, please let me know. Sprite. Now they're gone. Uh, <laughs> bullet ants. No. The ones that feel like you've been shot I'm just they hurt so bad. glad it wasn't like uh, fire ants because that would have been awful. I think these were just you like wouldn't regular be here. Ants. You would not be yeah. here if it was fire ants. No, she's kidding.